so um one thing that i ran on was um to start um, including um paid overtime as a chartered practice um champion on paid paid overtime so as one way i'm thinking about it is Um, Moira, thank you so much for, for being with us today uh, on this yeah. podcast. It's been a really uh, an exciting week, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, so, so yeah, just tell us um, uh, a bit of yourself and how you've been, really. Yeah, um, a bit of myself. Um, so I think for those who weren't aware of the, um, the RIBA election um, that happened over the past six weeks, uh, I... Um, I got nom- I got nominated and I have been announced as the winner of the, of the competition or the, the election. Uh, it's super unbelievable. I'm so proud of like what we did. Um, and uh, the, the the election or the, comp- the the election came about from a grassroots uh, movement of uh, architecture workers, architecture lobbyists, um, thinkers, researchers, uh, just the, the mid mid range, mid tier um, architects architects across the country um, who actually never met before. You know, I think we're we're a product of the pandemic, um, just connecting online and sharing ideas. Uh, and we decided to uh, uh, put together this um, campaign um, to get uh, 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 someone on, on, on the ballot um, for the RIBA um, president, president and also council, just so that we, we, we make sure that um, youth, youth voices, youthful voices are heard uh, mm-hmm. and are taken account of, but also push um, the narrative and the agendas that we, um, we are concerned about things like um, transparency, inclusion, things like climate justice um, and innovation, something, things like that, that needs to be thought about, championed and celebrated. Um, so I, I, I put my name forward for our grassroots Huston's grassroots campaign. And through that process, I won that process, luckily, and um, got onto the the main ballot for the RIBA, mm-hmm. and uh, lo and behold, I won that too. <laughs> <laughs> and and now and now the real work real real work starts. So yeah, Definitely. that's pretty exciting. No, and well, a massive congratulations for your um, elected winning as a president to two thousand twenty two twenty No, sorry, 20, yeah. 2023, 2025. Yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, so but before we touch about um, uh, Riba and everything mm-hmm. how it started and how, what's going to happen next, um, yeah. yeah, just maybe we'll just know a bit more about you, like your yeah. background. So um, let's just start maybe uh, when you start as an architect student. So mm-hmm. when was this? What year did you start? Oh, you don't want to give it away, Metro. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I I um I took I took a gap year. Uh, I did 2009 was the year I was meant to go into uni, but I took a gap year in between. And I worked for a charity called African Caribbean Diversity Charity. Um, and uh, I, so I started in 2010 my undergrad at the University of Sheffield. Uh, and one of the reasons why I did it was because it was um, so one of the things was because it was away from London. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to like move away from uh, the hustle and bustle of London and also wanted to like 
do a, something a little bit different, um, get out of of, of um, the confines of my own home. But um, it also there was a focus on um, focus on uh, uh, people and architecture as a, a social science as opposed to like engineering and I, I, I quite like that um, and throughout the, the, the first three years I, I, I don't think I, I, I liked being an I don't I don't know it, I didn't have the like the smoothest sailing I didn't wasn't like this the best student and I was coming from secondary and college secondary school and college where I was like sort of, sort of top tier and I, I kind of like liked that and mm-hmm. architect was very different very challenging in a host of different ways i wasn't really in first year i didn't know how to like read uh like drawings properly um so it was just like a it's a hard it was it's a hard learning you know um and um but i persevered and um i kind of liked the the ethos of 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 sheffield like the focus on um live projects focus on people focus on the, the social sciences um and i think I've taken some of that has um, has 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 come with me throughout my um, my my architecture um, architecture career so far. Mm-hmm. That's great. And did you have any any um, inspiration while you were an architect as a student uh, through your your academic um, journey? Do you have any like uh, an inspiration that um, I want to become like? this one day or I want to work for this company one day do you have any inspirations uh, as an architect student yeah yeah I did I did I mean for 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 time like every architect uh, architecture student you know you wanted to go work for the Norman Fosters and the Grim Shores of this world um and uh, I think that was can I think that was um so sort of like the, the the sort of crowd mentality of uh what you can do as an architect um and i i mean there's nothing wrong with that i don't i don't think there's um aspiring to work one of the best architecture practices in the land is is is, is not is no mean feat but also uh, i forgot to say this but one of the reasons i chose architecture was because it was somewhat tracked mm-hmm. right you had like your part one part two part three and my 18 year old head thought you know having that your future like um uh, future like designed for you was something exciting but something that i wanted to do as well but it's it, it felt like the, the path was um pretty clear and i didn't have to do that much um ringing and like introspection mm-hmm. in hindsight i i would have really really asked myself what do i really want to do and what do i want to get out of the architecture degree i probably would have done architecture still because it kind of marries the the, the skills that i i i thought i was good at um maths and art and things like that but i think i would have really challenged myself really hard as as to like what exactly do i want to reap out of what rewards do i want to reap out of the architecture um uh, 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 education and I think going further into like part two part three I kind of was asking myself those questions and like what what exactly is is my not purpose but like yeah but maybe purpose what's my purpose what do I want to get out of it um, how do I do that 
and it's over the past two three years now from from part, I, I qualified in 20, 2018 2019 as an architect so over the past four five years now um i've just no three four years sorry not four mm-hmm. five years three four years i've just been asking myself like what can i be doing and how can i be um expanding the remit of uh, what an architect is um and thinking about the future and and the whole part of the RIBA election jumping on that um, is part of that um, conversation that I'm having with myself and having with um, other people. That's good. That's good. Um, so I assume, for example, um, once you qualify an architect, it was a totally different idea when you start studying or yeah. it was pretty much uh, when, you, uh, yeah, this is what I thought it was going to be like or it was a totally different experience once you qualified and had a good experience, like a start to work in companies, uh, architecture companies, etc. Yeah, yeah, I think I, it wasn't totally, totally different. Um, I had, I, I had the pleasure of working with really, really fantastic people in really fantastic companies and on pretty amazing projects. Um, I still when I talk um, candidly with my friends, I always say like 2018, 2019 at Grimshaw was like the the highlight of my architecture career so far because I just liked the people. Mm-hmm. Um, the work was, I was working on um, HS2 Houston um, and just the dynamic and like, you know, we, we had like this, I don't know, it's just the vibe <laughs> was was uh was was fantastic and and so i mean not not to say that what i'm doing right now is not fantastic but like as a young person coming out of uni doing the part three it was just it was just amazing um and um and i i think not that i fell in love i fell out of love at it i just i thought that we could be doing more mm-hmm. i think we could be challenging ourselves more um, we could also um, be doing different types of things as well. So, for example, I think um, one thing that I'm, <clears throat> one thing that I uh, want to champion as, as as the Reba president is focusing on like um, business innovation and technology. Um, and I think that's where smaller practices, for example, can see how they can um, in how they would um, benefit from working in this space. So instead of architects being someone who uh, design one of houses, they're like um, housing manufacturers some, somewhat. Um, uh, because I have friends who have started their own company in the sort of mm-hmm. BIM digital space where they are creating BIM tools for like um, housing providers. And he, he, they are architects. They have studied part, part one to three and they have, decided to think about architecture as a, as a, as a different type of um, process as opposed to just doing stage one, stage two, stage three, or maybe stage one to two, kind of, but focusing on stage three and stage four, stage five as the main source of income. These guys, they do stuff at stage one and two, and that's like their bread and butter. And I, I thought that is just, just this innovation of what architects do in the marketplace is something that I'm very excited about. Oh, definitely. That's that's good. And so, um, as you now elected as a river president for twenty two, twenty fifth to twenty fifth, um, what impact do you reckon is going to have uh, for students architects as a future architects and mm-hmm. in architectural firms? Uh, what what change? Because uh, one thing that um, 
really important to mention as well is uh, yeah. you are the first youngest like uh, yeah. architect to be elected as a president, and that's very inspir inspirational for for architect students and even for yeah. for any type of architect really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so how how do you see um, your, yourself like in a, as a in a plan as a plan for the future or the things you want to change? Um, mm -hmm as will impact the architect students as well mm -hmm. for the architectural companies. Yeah. So um, one thing that I ran on was um, to start um, including um, paid overtime mm -hmm. as a chartered practice, um, champion on paid, paid overtime. So as one way I'm thinking about it is uh, we, we, we update the, the code of professional conduct um, section six employment and we have things like you know the 40 hours a week um, European directive in there and it the last time that was updated was 2019 or 2018 so it feels like it's due an upgrade a rethink addition of of, of, of new um, uh, points that that are relevant and prevalent in today's society and the 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 positive of that is that it's a it's a carrot that says to employers, you know, you you kind of if you want to hold this status of top architecture practice, you kind of need to start thinking about how you pay, uh, pay treat your staff and pay them, uh, remunerate them properly, um, and if they have to, as a charter practice, uh, pay their staff overtime, they'll have to start thinking about how they, they organize project, how do you, you project manage properly so that people aren't paid, you're not quote unquote losing money mm -hmm. by paying overtime all, all the time. So the people's lives work life balance will, in my opinion, um, improve so that they can now engage with other um, extracurricular activities. Like I, I love to do that. I, that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this. Extracurricular activities engage with the RIVA more, engage with other architectural um, issues uh, across the, the built environment. And I just think you just make it, make our lives uh, uh, sort of richer, fuller, as opposed to being stuck in the office for 24 hours doing a render or something, mm -hmm. you know? That's that's one that's the one key um, come outcome I would like from uh, the, the two years of, of my presidency to change that um, focus on like you have to work like a dog um, or, and and not get paid for it. So <sighs> then, if you do have to work, there they will have to um, compensate you for that at least minimum. You know. Yeah. No. Definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. That's interesting. Um, one thing as well we did last week. Um, mm -hmm. for the people uh, start following our podcast or our social media. Um, we did post uh, eventually, like you, you were going to be our guests online. We, we post on the social media. Yeah. And uh, some people have actually asked you questions. And obviously yeah. last week we didn't know you were going to be the present and that's why I was very, <laughs> very excited. Um, so yeah, one of the questions that one of our followers have asked is... Mm -hmm. Um, how is Reba going to adapt the climate emergency? How will you respond to that? Um, so, in in it's a great tough question, and it's it's um it's it's um hard to um, point at one thing that the, the Reba we're gonna is going to do. Mm -hmm. But 
so far, what I've been learning throughout the campaign process, learning from other institutes like the AIA, is that um, they have a, a 2030 climate challenge. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the RIBA has uh, a 2030 climate challenge. And in comparison to the AIA to, to the RIBA is that the AIA have this um, design digital exchange tool metric where they encourage their members to put information about their projects so that they can compare and contrast with other projects to see where they are so that, you know, today we did something that was 50% um, net zero. Next year we did something so that we can track our program. If, you, if we're not tracking stuff, we don't know if we're doing it right or how much progress we have made. And then when I compare it to the RIBA's one, this is like the AIA's one was like this super duper cool um, online portal. And AI, the RIBA's one is an Excel spreadsheet mm -hmm. and no one knows about it. Like when you compare and contrast, like that, just that one thing, there is some, something lacking there. So if you're saying you were focusing on the climate challenge and trying to help give your members the tools to to basically um, keep up with, with like track and um, model their projects uh, so that they see where they where, where 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 what good is and how to get there, you need to give them the tools. And I, that's one thing I would like to do. But also, I would like to partner with um, com companies and organizations that are doing the work as well, um, like Letty partner with UKGBC mm -hmm. and make sure that their learnings, their findings are feeding in to the membership and the membership gets a value add by engaging with these companies that um that are doing the work on ground. I don't think I don't think um it's and it's com companies like ACAN as well. I I don't think um RIV can do it all on its own. Mm -hmm. And Forming effective partnerships is the way things work now. It's just because there's so much information. Um, you, you can't reinvent the wheel all the time. And like those two things is one thing that, that are the things that I'm, I want to focus on when it comes to climate change with the RIBA. Absolutely. Um, no, definitely. Because this, uh, well, climate change, you know, as you said, it's not an easy uh, topic or straightforward um, solution, or uh, let's say a, 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 an answer for for the solution of climate change, and um, uh, as we, we all know, and a lot of people know as well, that construction industry is one of the massive um, impact has on the emissions for the climate change. Um, would you would you say uh, building for more for the residential maybe uh, mm -hmm. building passive houses homes will be one of the solutions that it might impact the, the climate change or yeah i mean passive house new build passive house fantastic yeah. but also i want to focus on uh retrofit um the aj have been really good on this champ championing retrofit retrofit first they have the retrofit awards things things like that and i don't want to steal their thunder but mm -hmm. um there is again a, a partnership or something to do a work with the AJ and other other sort of institutions or companies like that to make sure that um, wherever the a solution has been thought about and uh, 
looks like it's working partner with them passive house i don't really know about passive house in detail i've never done a passive house building i learned about it in um in uh in in, in uni for a while and but i've never had a sort of um uh in-depth understanding of like do, do, when when you do a passive house building is it actually does it actually how do you measure that it's passive house and what 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 benefit does it have a um in comparison to a building that is is you know not passive house but it's it has good insulation thermal properties um uh, uh, uh and um, things like that so like I'm, I'm i'm not until i know a little bit more I, I i don't know if passive house might be it might be one of the solutions but um i know that i know that there's the, the multitudes of ways to like tackle this issue and i think being flexible and agile to partner with all the different companies and institutions that are trying to do different things is is where it's at absolutely um and so being this week uh, as we mentioned uh you were elected i'm pretty sure that's a lot of news going around <laughs> about your election about your uh, you as the real president um so what's going to happen next so when are we going to see to some start some action really so the like you said the the term starts in 2023 and ends in 2025 um and that's when that's that's when i actually get get my feet on the ground and my feet underneath the table and actually mm -hmm. start doing stuff but this year i have the pleasure of um, shadowing um the existing um president simon alford and um figuring out like the mechanics of the riba um what council looks like um how our council operates and in 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 tandem the board and the executive branches of the rib how do they work and how do i get to get my agenda pushed through um so yes like it's gonna take a year of like figuring things out um but uh i will be less vocal in the next six months or so but then by the in the six months leading up to my term i'll i think the strategy in my head right now because it's been a week is just to then become a little bit more vocal about what i'm doing what i'm going to just going to do what i said i was going to do how i'm going to do it um just sort of remind people of you know the fact that this is this has just begun you know so yeah that's the timeline no, definitely. Sure. <laughs> um, so maybe this it might be an answer for uh, new students or new future architects yeah. uh, in come to UK from different um, uh, different countries. Um, so what would you say, um, really briefly, what's um, the Royal Institute for British Architects? What would you say uh, RIBA is and what uh, has to offer for for the architects and um um well yeah it's just, uh, it's just like an from from, from yeah. international backgrounds is that what you're saying so the, the the riba is um an institute and it's an institute that um that um brings together fantastic chartered architects in chartered architects and architecture affiliates into a, a, a broad church so that we can we can talk to each other relate to one another and um find out how best to practice architecture mm -hmm. 
um and i had this wonderful conversation with um a friend of mine hamza hamza shaikh and he he runs another podcast and he we were talking about like the new and emerging types of practices um who which are on the fringe of architecture so to speak um they believe with and and because they are on the the fringe of architecture they don't have a home um and i believe that there is room for as for in the riba for architects like that international architects who want to be part of the club and learn more about how to be a traditional design led practice how to work for a contractor how to pivot from design into some sort of technological driven um, um um way of working and i think the riba needs to be that broader broader church to make sure that um the we're advancing the new knowledge that is being created on the fringes of architectural society but on in in, in the grassroots of architectural society in policy making in in traditional design and like that is why you want to be part of um RIBA as an international uh, member um uh, because there i mean all these conversations are happening cross country cross borders um and uh there's there is currently no one place to like go to find that information um it's not it's currently not in the RIBA but if i the, the, the whole idea is to um to advance that um and and make sure that um we are future focused and we're thinking about all these other types of practices. Mhm. And I believe uh as you said like 3 4 years ago when you you qualified um you weren't see yourself as a real president, have you? <laughs> no. No, I did not see myself as a real president. Um yeah, like I said I thought I was just going to, you know, do my work as I'm going sort of climb the corporate ladder and i i think one of this one thing that's even surprising me and i'm i'm learning from this is like sometimes you just kind of have to like go for things right Absolutely. um and see where it takes you and do not don't feel like you have to follow a track um something that the track track path that's kind of defined one thing that i'm actually really excited about as well being the riba president is working with the arb because mm-hmm. they have um they have uh done this um uh survey to try to figure out how to update and modernize uh training for architects um and what they have come up they they have published was um this in the flexible and innovative um way of practicing or way way of training and i really want to be at the table to define what that is um what the flexibility of outcomes should should look like and um one thing is definitely we're going to get rid of part 1 part 2 part 3 and you can come from architecture from different um points in your life from different studies i kind of like the idea of the american or more yeah the kind of american european type of um you choose different subjects classes to study and then it comes comes together as one degree in architecture plus something mm-hmm. um and I, i i like i quite like that and in the uk it's a little bit um it's a little bit uh, rigid 
and for international students i think that will be pretty pretty cool because um they can have done a few different things and um it all comes together and you can be you can you can be you can be titled as an architect in the uk um flexibly as opposed to this sort of um i don't know what it is like I've, i don't ex haven't experienced it but i know that if you studied architecture in a different country and come here it's almost really prohibitive to to register for the arb for some reason the reason i ask you um this question in terms if you, you, you saw yourself in this position now um is because i was going to ask you what you, how you see yourself in 10 years time i, I know that the next years will be quite challenging and, and exciting at the same time for you yeah, yeah um so do you have any plans or do you, do you visualize yourself uh next like after reba um what, what's going to be the project yeah, or okay. what, what's going to be the, the I, challenge that you want to you want to do yeah i i i've not i haven't sort of set like my 10 year plan or five year plan i know that it's 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 good to do that by the way another that's another thing about like you know setting a target and measuring yourself right against this target that you you have you set yourself and um if i think about myself five years ago did i say i was going to be a real president probably not <laughs> <laughs> but what i wanted what i wanted to do five years from five years ago and and i was um be at the forefront of like speaking about issues that i found was um were prevalent and were bugging me about architecture the issue of uh um overtime pay and uh the sort of um the lack of um the, the, the basically the real time um wage uh, stagnation and deflation um the uh, the fact that um we are sort of losing ground to um other types of um built environment pro professionals because uh the title is protected but the role the role is kind of taken away by pms dms this that mm -hmm. the other um i i think that architects serve three functions it's kind of design design management this sort of social engineering and um and like something to do with like policy to on a top down level figuring out what policy should be enacted so that um people take the built environment seriously i know and i've heard and people have told me quite a lot many times that um you kind of need to have like a five year plan or 10 year plan and that's great and then i look on the other side um where i am now um i didn't have a five year plan not really like i had i didn't write it down to be fair mm -hmm. i had it in my head uh, I didn't write it down, but I, I had the feeling about what I kind of wanted to do, where it was kind of like talk about and 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 champion the the values I want for an architect, and I that sort of manifested itself um, through working with other mm -hmm. people, the collective, the campaign collective, Crossroads Campaign Collective with where i am right now so yes i do say have a 10-year plan five-year plan but maybe it can be quite loose um and uh and um and what, what to answer your question directly what do i want to do in the next 10 years 
oh, it's I'll be, I'll be 40 then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's interesting to know. Um, what I want to do, I think I think I kind of want to still be on this path. Um, I think I want to move into kind of um, policy development um, and, and strategic planning. Um, and like I was saying, um, architects are in this sort of um, three phases of like what an architect, in my my uh, opinion, is what an architect mm-hmm. does is like a little bit of social engineering through policy, through like um, advocacy. Like this is like what Le Corbusier used to say when he was talking about um, the house is a machine for living and, you know, the modern movement and, um, and, and those types of uh, uh, movement. They kind of have like this sort of way, uh, uh, an attitude about what architects should be doing. Mm-hmm. And they 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 use architecture as a way to like organize society. There's an element of uh, design management, um, like you know, doing building something and managing that. You know, project management, design management, and then there's also aesthetic design, which is like uh, uh, you know, form finding. You know, all these kind of stuff that we I think over the past twenty thirty years have been super focused on. That's what architecture is, um, and one of my pla- one of my, ma- my 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 motions and my platform is to like not scale back on the champion aesthetic design, but also scale in, scale up. These are the two bits of the remit of the role of an architect, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, for me personally, I think the social. Um, engineering, social architecture, people, policy is something that I'm interested in and something that I want to pursue. Uh, and in whatever way that is, that works, pans out, I'm going to keep learning, keep understanding and uh, find an avenue that um, then works for me. But I still want to call myself an architect. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's great. Uh, do you reckon, um, not sure if I should... Um, talk about this topic uh but is it mm-hmm. in terms of well, the brexit what happened and uh, do you reckon that has an impact um in terms of the qualification of an architect in uk to to work uh, um in europe for example um i'm not sure if the laws or anything has changed or they are still working uh in a way that that's flexible for this type of profession um but is any impact for someone's qualifying uk uh, you can't pursue uh, architecture in Europe or America, for example. I know that um, there's been a reciprocity agreement between NCARB in America and ARB here in the UK. Mm-hmm. So there is this um, flexibility or reciprocity for architects working in the UK to go back, go and work in the US and vice versa. Mm-hmm. With the with Brexit. I do know one of the issues about Brexit was that reciprocity that we had uh, with the European countries with use, using the EU directives has gone. Mm-hmm. Need to check mm-hmm. it. I don't want to say what I haven't. Um, I haven't really experienced. Hasn't affected me, so I don't really know. Yeah. But I, I do feel that with Brexit and 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 things like that, those agreements have been somewhat severed and they need to be re, um, redesigned um, so yes um, Brexit will have a will ha- potentially has an impact 
and what uh, like I said earlier what I want to do with the ARB is to remove that barrier part three barrier that not just Europeans mm -hmm. will have now through Brexit but international students and international um, practitioners will have with um, coming into the UK and 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 feeling that they have to jump through quite a insurmountable what feels like an insurmountable hurdle to 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 qualify as an architect and, and practice as an architect in the way they want to yeah so one of the questions uh, i want to ask and i'm not sure if he's quite sensitive to make this question or if you can actually answer that um mm -hmm. do you or not even uh as an ex uh river president or just generally your your opinion as an architect um mm -hmm. Do you reckon the the or the Sally architect is fair uh, at this uh, modern world? So the way we live, the way that the things are, do you reckon we um, the journey uh, the architect goes through all those um, years of study and then get experience in the practice? Um, um, well, depend depends mm -hmm. off the the budget, depends on the salary. But do you reckon is yeah. what is at the moment? as a, an advice by river plan or something is is mm -hmm. fair or, or what's your opinion on this i it's kind of it's a tough one to answer um my i have a personal opinion about it um especially being a person who doesn't run his own practice and uh and and i'm not in the the room talking about um, finances of practices and how money and income uh, gener is generated and, and things like that. So I don't, I don't know the nitty gritty mm -hmm. of it, but on a high level strategic like view plan of it, I know that you can do better <laughs> um, in terms of like revenue models, how, you, how, how, how practices um, get their money and what types of projects that they do, how you have to get recurring income, this, that, and the other. I think we are imaginative when it comes to design. We can be imaginative when it comes to business too. Architecture is is is, is another type of business. And um, focusing on that somewhat should be part of architecture education. Um, not just in part three, but it could, could, it could be something that um, you, um, you you get into uh, in part one. Why not? Um, like people who do other degrees get into business and this and the other mm -hmm. in different parts of their, their life. Um, people run business. Like, for example, people are running businesses and they're 25-year-old, like multi-million pound businesses. So 25-year-olds can do it, right? Um, they can learn about business. Um, and, and, and I think that the sort of um, creativity of, uh, of how an organization works and how money is made needs, it needs, um, needs to be thought about more mm -hmm. so that um, we are making, um, we have a, a means to leverage the skills that we we have, we know we have, and we have learned and we have practiced over seven plus years in the marketplace. That's what we need. Not that we, we don't have value, we have value. <laughs> what we need to do is leverage the skills so that we are commensurated for, compensated for 
for the 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 the, the, the value we create. And as I think what what is lacking again, high level, not someone who has done a business plan for an architecture practice before, high level, looking at other um, types of industries, um, they are able to leverage the skills properly so that the the companies make good money and um, the people who work with them are compensated uh, fairly for for that. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's fair. Thank you. Thank you for your opinion. Thank you for that. Um, so um, again, I think that it, as as we were mentioned earlier this week, it's going to be a bit uh, great in terms of the elections and everything's going on. Uh, a lot is going to happen, yeah. uh, even in the next years. Um, a lot is going to change as well. Hopefully, for the positive side. Um, yeah. And uh, I I think I'll look for if maybe um, in. 2025 2025 sorry if we still making the podcast um it will be mm-hmm. interesting to to do an episode with you and then just like get a comparison yeah. of uh, of today's talk uh what we mm-hmm. thought was going to happen what the things going to change what things that uh well our opinions really and then yeah. uh yeah. and three years time see what change what I, what impact had had happened to an architecture industry yeah. etc i think that will be, yeah. be quite yeah. interesting to see yeah and I'm I'm happy to do stuff in between as well, you know, like maybe first year in, do another one and no, definitely, stuff like definitely. that. Um and just like keep people up to date. I think one of another thing I was running on, like like I said, transparency and inclusion. Like I wanna be as accessible as possible. You know, I'm like I'm gonna give this my all. Um, put some you know, blood, sweat and tears into it, uh, give my time into it so that um it's it's a it's a positive have a positive outcome mm-hmm. um it's not it's not a part-time job for me it's going to be like a i would i want it to be a, a full committed uh role um and uh, make sure that there is an impact and 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 also usher in um next generation voices into these types of roles as well um it, one one nice thing that could happen uh, is that every year, every every election cycle, there's one, one um, next generation voice, right? Yeah, standing. You know, that would be great to see. No, definitely, definitely. And uh, um, uh, I believe you, you're still an architect as Mace. So how how that will affect? Uh, because I, again, I'm not sure how the this role as as a real president really works. Um, so do you still as um, uh, so for example? Do you do you work the same time as for Mace and running uh, Riba or? It's it's to be decided. Okay. Um, exactly what that will look like. Um, and Mace have been very flexible and understanding and accommodating for for the right reasons as well because this is a huge deal for for them. It's a huge deal for me. It's a huge deal for the architecture um, community at large. And they have been, we, we are talking, having discussions about it and what that's going to look like. But then I need to figure out like what is what it is that I need from them mm-hmm. and tell them. And they are very much um, accommodating of that. So it's it's going to, I'm, I'm, like I said, I want to be super committed to this role so that I have positive outcomes um, to share at the end of the of, of the term. And um, Mesa are 
on, on board with that too. Oh, that's good. That's good. And one, one thing I was, I was going to ask you as well is um, I know from your LinkedIn profile that you are a co-founder of Modular. Modular? Is yes. That, is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah. Um, yeah, just just tell me how that started and uh, uh, what, what's the goal on, on this one? Um, so Modular is, uh, it's a, it's a company that, uh, me and a friend of mine started during lockdown. Um, and again, it's, it's kind of another, um, avenue mechanism to, um, to, to, to put, to put out there some of the ideas that I was thinking about what an architect could do. Um, and what 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 we are doing right now is bring trying to bring um, your residential property online through um, 3D digital twins. Um, at the moment, it's just Revit models, um, but we we use um, uh, 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 lidar scanners, point clouds, to scan buildings that people who have a renovation to have to, to work on refurbishment renovation project. Mm-hmm we give them a 3d model as opposed to a, a 2d plan mm-hmm. and it's just like rethinking what an output of an architect should look like and uh um and and uh and and and, and taking it from there and now we're thinking about it in a technological sense where we were thinking about how to um uh trans transpose the point cloud the messy point cloud into uh, 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 3D components easily, mm-hmm. as because right now we're doing it manually, and we're thinking about how do we automate that. So, you know, that in itself, that tool, if it gets created when it gets created, is an output of an architect, and you know we can sell that in the marketplace. It could be a crazy idea; it might not work, but it might work. And it, so, yeah. basically, we're just thinking about a different um, <laughs> uh, a way of practicing architecture. And um, yeah, we're excited about it, and uh, it, it's something that potentially could could be my future. But I mean, it, it's something that I'm, I'm open to all these avenues. Yeah. No, no, definitely. Uh, I have a looked as well on the website, and it looks very uh, professional in terms of the way you presented um, the ideas, the 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 concept of 3D to of the physical home to a, a 3D at what well, digital mm-hmm. home. Uh, very interesting and um, looking forward for that as well and to, to that technology too. Yeah. Um, so yes, so I think we had a pretty much a 40 minutes podcast, which was uh, really good. It was a really good to have you yeah. as well and our guest is now yeah. officially as a River president. River president, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's uh, exciting. Um, again, and, I, I will, uh, in, on the video... Yeah, so, uh, sorry, go on. Say that again? It's exciting and it's kind of unbelievable, um, but uh, you know, you gotta go go hard or go home. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. Um, Same. Yes. Yeah, so basically, uh, it's gonna be a, um, a video podcast as well. So it's gonna be on YouTube. Uh, we'll, I'll put the links of your uh, LinkedIn profile. I'll put the modular as well, and uh, so mm-hmm. people can follow your 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 journey and yep. uh, the, everything like YouTube okay. and maybe okay. people to know better uh, who's who yeah. we are. And um, yeah. Uh, and yeah, because I, I believe uh, after the, these elections, um, a lot of people saw you on the social media website and and stuff, and no, don't know really who you are. So hopefully, 
yeah. this podcast can give as well uh, an idea what um what might happen for Reaper and who you are and what they might yeah. expect, which is uh which is good. And um so yeah, and again, thank you very much for being one of our guests on this episode. Uh, and as we mentioned, no, earlier, thank you so much, Pedro. Uh, hopefully you have been uh, soon. We'll do another uh, podcast for the updates over. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Thank you so much, Pedro. And um, it's it's been exciting. It's been, like I like the, the ingenuity of the young young people now. Like um, I, I didn't we didn't think about doing stuff like this when um, we we're in uni. You know, we we're just you know drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so some of us do that part too as well. <laughs> we do have some some fun as an architect. <laughs> Uh, no, again, thank you, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully we catch up uh, for another day. Thank you.